Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that all of you are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight is our good buddy De- uh, gator dave david waters from gators breakdown joins us at 7 30 let's take a little bit of a look at the florida gators we will give a full breakdown on them tonight what have what has film shown me about them what have i liked disliked uh, about them over the course of the season coming off a really bad loss uh against arkansas but one look i don't think that that matters like i i i don't think that it matters because the way that this defense is playing well graham march could come in here and throw for 300 yards and just light you up even though I do think the secondary played better last week Mertz is damn far a better thrower and the way that they can come in here and run the football on you too man how they can run the football on you too so and the status of Jaden Daniels we will talk about that did not practice today so uh was on the sidelines cheering on his team got a lot to discuss got a whole hell of a lot to discuss um so we'll get to a a lot uh of that Uh, i will react to the lsu basketball team men's and women's last night um let me just start off here i could have made this a rafino's rants so lsu women's basketball we were live during it shouldn't have been but we were live during it um i know that the women's basketball team lost last night and the men's team actually won But I went underneath in the comment section after LSU posted the final score, and I literally, all I saw, Angel Reese a bum. Angel Reese a bum. Angel Reese ain't shit. And I'm like, what? Like, 
Do what? They lost to a good Colorado team. We'll talk about it. I do think that they look sloppy. I think Kim said it the best. She doesn't know other than Michaela Williams um, and others. She only thought like a handful of players had dog in them. You know, she so we'll talk about that. Also, men's basketball, stand up. I know. Don't get excited. It's just Mississippi Valley State. Man, I don't know of a game last year at all ever that they shot 53.8% from the three. So we'll we'll talk about that as uh, as well as basketball tipped off uh, last night. We will not spend a lot of time on it. Um, if things continue with the women's team, then we will. Hi-ya. But other than that, we're not spending a lot of time. It's football season, babe. Ooh, mosquito. Your ass is grass, car. Your ass is grass, car. All right. We got a lot to discuss there. We're going to round your SEC as well, too. College football playoff rankings came out. LSU is at number 19. Um, Don't care. You know, like, I mean, and the only thing now is if you went out, it'd be about recruiting where you are. You know, hey, we're a top 10 team. We're a top 15 team. Uh, I mean, so I, I don't really care about it anymore. But I, for this show specifically, like from an LSU perspective, now we'll talk about it. How Georgia is still number two, I have no clue, right? Like I, I just, I, I have zero clue why they're number two. Oregon, like I, I don't get why Oregon is above Alabama, like, again, have no clue why Oregon is above Alabama. And I'm not saying that because they just beat our team. Like, Alabama uh, Alabama has a better record and a better strength of schedule. Not better record. A better strength of schedule, excuse me. They f- play tougher competition. I know that their one loss is against Washington. Alabama is a completely different team. And I, I hate saying that. When look, I don't want to say nice things about Alabama, but you, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it as the kids say these days. I'm going to keep it 100 with you, regardless if you like it or not. <laughs> regardless if you like it or not. So that's how we see it. All right, we got a lot to discuss. Everybody, where are you listening to us from tonight? Where are you watching us from tonight? Paul Sub Martin was right. I probably should have waited, but I didn't. Th- I didn't think about it. I, I normally we can go live during basketball games, and it never really used to matter. But now it does. Now it does. And I, I should have. I should have known better. He said committee has a hard on for Ohio State. I don't know why. I. I. I, don't, I just. I. I simply. I don't know why. Like, you know. I. I. I don't get it. Because if Georgia wins this weekend, which a lot of people believe that they'll beat Ole Miss this weekend, you got to put them at number one. They they should look. I, I get what you're. I get you're going to say that like I shouldn't have this take, but um, for me, like for me, if you're in back to back national champions and you go into year three and don't lose a game, you have no business being outside number one. None. Because uh, that's just me, man. Like, I, I, I get it. It's a different year, but it is what it is. All right. Uh, Mitch says he's in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Good to have the Arkansas crowd in the building. Michael's in the 251. That is in Mobile. Thank God you aren't sending in the uh, the um, 
zip codes again. Chattanooga, Tennessee says, Jonathan, good to have you here uh, with us uh, as well. Dane Bergeron says, Blake, speaking of basketball, I met Will Wade today at a restaurant. Awesome. We talked a bit. He was very nice and seemed happy. Good for him. He They won last night. They won last night. Um, So good for him. Good for him. Uh, Brian Williams says, 228 Ocean Springs, Mississippi, in the building. Good to have you here with us. Tyler Townsend in the 318 31 great. Good to have you here, too, with us, buddy. Uh, Adam says, Ohio State was the biggest fan base. More views on TV. That's probably why. Uh, yeah, maybe, but that shouldn't, like, having it, having Ohio State at two doesn't, like, they're still going to tune in. You know, like, I don't think, um, so yeah. Hal Jubin makes up a good point. I forgot about this. Magnese won last night without Will Wade. That's true. I, I forgot about that. I forgot he was suspended. The That's true. Good pull, Hal Jubin. Uh, Chad Riddle says, Manchester, Tennessee. Good to have Tennessee in the building. Holden is in the house. The 504 with David Henry Chasson. Good to have you here with us too, buddy. Our good friend, Stephen Fry. Over in the 337 in units. Fry Construction Site, Work and Land Development, Oil and Gas Services, Commercial Construction, Aggregate and Soil Hauling, Waste Containers, Demolition, they do it all. Let them know that Blake sent you on by. But Stefan says the 337 where Jesus himself settled with the 12 disciples. That is historically and biblically proven. Historically and biblically proven. You can't tell me otherwise. They ain't gumbo. They ain't gumbo. David is in the 225 and Zachary. Okay, 225 along with Kevin Fontenot. You guys stand up. Good to have y'all all here with us. Look, man, a lot of people are down and out. You know, like a lot of people down and out and references football season, right? Like, I am not. You have a lot to play for. It's going to be a big week in recruiting. We got a lot to talk about in recruiting tomorrow. So, yeah, like I, I think that you – no, I, I'm not giving up on this football team. Shame on you if you have given up on this football team. Don't be a front runner. Don't be a front runner. Oh, 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 and by the way, um, Jane Daniels through nine games this year has more yards than Burrow did in 19 and three less touchdowns. Just throwing that out there. So – I know that Jaden Daniels did not play today, or play today, practice today. That kid's going to want to do everything he can to come back. Now, you got to be careful, okay? I've had more Jaden Daniels questions this week than I've ever had. You know, what's funny is a year ago, about this time last year, um, maybe, you know, you weren't pushing for us after Jaden beat Alabama, but I'm old enough to remember, you know, a year ago, a little bit less than, or a little bit more than a year ago, a lot of people were calling for his head. Now he's a Heisman Trophy contender. You know, I think that that young man's going to do everything he can in his power to get back. Um, but you got to protect him from himself. You know, like if it is not smart or remotely smart for him to go, don't go. Don't risk it. Do not risk it. You know, the it's not worth it's not worth him missing on millions to get a second concussion. Now. It does seem to appear to be a mild concussion. Seems like the symptoms have gone. 
that kid, I mean, he does need to practice, but then again, I don't know if he really needs to, but it is what it is. I Look, I just hope for a healthy recovery, a speedy recovery. I don't worry about anything else. I don't, I, I don't worry about anything else with him. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah. All right. Got a lot to discuss. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, I, I see this. This is the fourth text message into the show. Uh, Ryan says it here. He says, hashtag Blake Muffalata Rafina will be your mafia mobster name from now on. Muffalata. Yeah. So, and there's been some, you know, the New Orleans people push back. So, I guess I could share this. Hold on. Just in case people didn't see it. But we learned something kind of cool today with our family that I thought was really interesting. Uh, which I, I did not know this. Like, I knew about the bakery, but I did not know this. Let me show you all this. Hold on. Um, Here it is. So, there was a... We didn't know about Rufino's Bakery. You know, my fan... Like, they were cousins or brothers. Like, whatever. I, I don't remember how the line... Down the line it went. Uh, but it said, did you know that the muffalata, or I said, do you know that the muffalata was originated and invented at Rafino's Bakery in the French Quarter, New Orleans? The muffalata actually is older than the po' boy. Uh, Giuseppe Rafino, born in Sicily, founded Rafino's Bakery. I just thought that was cool, man. Thought that was really cool. Um, because when you grew up or grow up in a land, or in a, in a like, dude, my grandmother would curse your ass out in Italian quick. Like, brother, you hear me? She said, Butana Gie, a thousand eight hundred and sixty two times a day. She'd be cussing the lady out at the register, having no the lady at the poor lady at the register, having no idea. Grandma used to go to bingo every Sunday, okay? She wouldn't get, you know, B-15. Son of a Butana. Telling you, man, woman was, uh, woman was crazy. <laughs> uh, Tom. Tom in Myrtle Beach, Ohio State fan. Yes, indeed. Says that's pretty cool. I did think that was pretty cool, man. Good to see your history, you know, where you come from and all that kind of stuff. Uh, David says, uh, super cool, Blake. I thought it was Central Grocery. Good to know, man. I I, apparently, I did not know that, right? Like, I did not know that. There was an article, we I think, that was published. Uh, yeah, it's on... If you want the article, I'll send it to you. It's pretty cool. Um... Brian Friedman was the uh, – Vianola V is the one that um, – Vianola V is the one that published the article. So – and then we made some phone calls. I thought it was pretty cool. Tom in Myrtle Beach says, that means dirty legs. My grandma said it all the time. That don't mean no dirty legs. At least that, that's not the translation that I got. Shit. Viga butana. <laughs> uh eric on youtube says any update uh, on jd5 i missed yeah just re rewind the show i literally just got done talking about it. literally just got done okay gator dave in 15 minutes let's talk about the florida gators 
uh, we'll mention some basketball. Have to. You can't call my. You can't call Angel Reese uh, a bum. Like, dude, you're you're a dude. We don't like. Come on, bro. We don't call girls bums. All right. Let's get to our first break. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Our good friends over at GM. Our, our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Uh, <laughs> our good buddy. Gotta love him. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. Uh, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Florida Gators coming into Death Valley in here on Saturday. Listen, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because there's a lot that I want to talk about in reference to this game. Look, Bama's behind you. Bama's behind you. Now... On Thursday, yeah, we probably should talk a little bit more about Nussmeyer. We'll talk a little bit about Nussmeyer here tonight, uh, just in case, because I think you got to be ready for the, um, just got to be ready for it. I still think Jane Daniels is going to do everything he can to go. That's just me. But as we do every week on Tuesdays, we pretty much break down the team that LSU's playing at, at nauseum. Okay. You, a lot of people are like, here goes Blake on his worry, you know, his worrisome takes in reference to what LSU faces. Guys, I am a little worried. I know that Florida just came off a loss to Arkansas. Arkansas has never gone into the swamp and gotten a win, ever. And they go in with Sam Pittman, big, bo- you know, people were talking about his, you know, his upper region. And they go in there, and he shakes them things all over the place. They walk out of that where the win. Good on Sam Pittman, man, to go into the swamp. No Arkansas coach has, can ever say that they went into the swamp and that they got a victory. I don't care about that. I I don't. I I don't. I could care less. Because when I watch, it's, it's Billy Napier all over again. With a, I'm going to call it when it is. With a better right now college quarterback. 
and Graham Mertz. Do I think that that Graham Mertz could hold Anthony Richardson's jockstrap as a project or as a dude that can one day be a really good player in the NFL? No. But there is a massive difference in reference to being a really good college quarterback that can run a system very effectively and dudes that project like Anthony Richardson. Guys, Graham Mertz is not a bad quarterback. And they are going to use motions. They're going to use screens. They're going to run zone blocking schemes. They're going to run counters. They're going to run waggles. They're going to run boots. They're going to run play action boots. They're going to do whatever they need to do in Billy Napier's system. It doesn't change for anybody. Now, they're in the gun a little bit more than you probably would remember uh, Billy being like more uh, 11 personnel in the gun. They have a good wide receiver in Wilson. You got uh, Ricky Pearsall, who actually, believe it or not, was one of Jaden Daniels' wide receivers at Arizona State. They're actually really good friends. He's on this team. They're not a bad team. They love to hold on to the football. They are a top 11 or 12, I just say top 12 team in total possession. They're number 11. They're, they hold the ball historic or, or I say historically. Uh, they hold on to the ball for 32 minutes a game per average. They, um, they're going to come in there and, and look, they are up there and rushing attempts at times. Now, they will let Graham Mertz rifle that thing, but they are going to huddle. They're going to just old school smash mouth. It's what Billy wants to do. He wants to run jet sweeps, run the football, little play action, drag routes, quick slants. That's Billy Napier. And you know, and I gotta tell you, you're gonna call me crazy. But yeah, I'm worried about it. I I can look at Billy Napier and say, look, man, I don't know if he's the dude for Florida. When it's all said and done, I don't know if he is. But here's another thing that I know. The defense is not great right now. They're not, they're not good. Hell, they're not average right now. Here's the Band-Aid that's got to get ripped off. I don't think they're playing hard enough in reference to some of them, not all of them. A lot of them are playing their outright hearts out, okay? Some of them I, I, I do question, like, do you give a shit? Like, I don't know if you want to play for Matt House. I, I, I really do question that. I know Brian Kelly said that he was proud of every single player on that team. I'm, I feel that he is. I, I'm sure that he is. Because deep down, he knows that Matt House probably screwed the pooch on calling some of these things defensively. LSU has not been able to really contain anybody inside the 20s. Like maybe Auburn, maybe. And I will tell you, if you, if you, one thing that Billy has been gr like G R E A T great, capital G great at this year, they are elite in the red zone offensively. I will give Billy this they are a top 10 team in the country in the red zone, 94.4% uh, on red zone conversions. The film does not lie on that either. Guys, they have scored, get this, get this, 25 touchdowns in the red zone on 34 attempts. 13 on the ground, 13 in the air. They've kicked nine field goals. And by the way, of those nine field goals, 
those were almost all in the beginning portion of the year. I think Tennessee of them, of the nine, four of them were against Tennessee. So what does that mean? When they get in the red zone, they're going to score. And I don't think you can... I don't think there's anything that you're going to do to stop them if they get things rolling. You haven't showed it to me. If you want to say you showed it to me against Auburn, okay, well, Auburn's not as good as this team offensively. They're not. They are not. <sighs> Look, I, I mean... I, I don't – the reason that – what would keep me up at night if I'm Brian Kelly is all those zone read – or zone blocking schemes. What would scare me is all the motions. I don't think your secondary is communicating well. I don't think your front seven is communicating well. But does Billy Napier go full bullet Billy Napier? Does Billy Napier go full out – like full out and be like, bro, what is Billy doing? He's done that a couple times this year. Mainly the big call being against Florida when he went for it on fourth down and he did the in between the legs of Graham Merck's uh, po- uh, halfback pass with Trevor Atien. Like he, he does stupid stuff like that. But something's got to give though because this Florida O-line to me has not been fantastic when it comes to protecting Graham Mertz. What do I mean by that? Guys, they're giving up three sacks a game, which is not good. It's actually like tied in the hundreds, like 106, I think it was when I saw the day. And that that has been a big complaint. Graham Mertz has been hit a lot. He's been put on the ground a lot. But I don't think that it matters because I don't think Matt House knows how what to do like I can look at the film which we've done since Sunday you know we're tweeting about Florida on Sunday when we're watching film I'm like look man they're they have not been good on this O-line at pass protection I don't think it matters like I, I really don't I haven't seen Mason Smith once this year other than the Missouri game which should have been a face mask on a sack I haven't seen him get a good pass rush all year long the one that he had against Mizzou was a twist. Like, and he came free, right? Like, he wasn't even touched. So, I'm like, can you even get a pass rush? I don't think that you can in the interior. The one, the two sacks that you got, you sent pressure on Jalen Milrow a week ago. And you're going to have to do that again here. I, I know this sounds stupid. I know that what I'm about to say again, we talk, I talked about it again at nauseum last night about how my keys to victory last week, number four and the key to victory, and the, the point that we stayed the most on was I know that this sounds dumb, but you hear me out. You're going to have to play a little bump and run man-to-man coverage on the outside. Or if it's, if it's not bump and run, play a little man-to-man. You're going to have to get after Graham Mertz. Alabama is the worst team in the SEC at giving up sacks. And you didn't send enough pressure. If you can't get home with four, you got to send dudes that can get home. It's honestly a lot of the same thing this week. Now, 
What I do think that Graham Mertz can do to you is completely different than Milrow, clearly. Now, Mertz is not a bad athlete, but if you have a busted coverage, you're in trouble. Play man, let there be, let, put Andre Sam, let him roam around out there and give help where help is needed. Because, again, if you can't find ways to get Graham Mertz on the ground, because they are second to worst, tied for second to worst at pass protection in the league. I think it's Alabama, and I think them and Vandy are either are either right there or they're tied with one another. Oh, and by the way, by the way, scoring defense, they're giving up 24 points. I mean, scoring defense. Scoring offense, they're averaging 29 points a game. Like, it, it, it's top 60. It, it, I mean, it is what it is. They haven't been horrible. They haven't been fantastic. But again, like, you're going to have to find ways to get to Graham Mertz. We said it all last week. Like, at some point, this doesn't become rocket science. It it, it doesn't. Brian Kelly coming out yesterday talking about him needing to do the spot. Well, no shit. Graham Mertz does not, at least, God bless it, who knows, with this team, right? Like, Graham Mertz might have 75 yards rushing shit. Who knows? I, I mean, I don't. I can't foresee it, but he wouldn't be the first white dude quarterback that's roasted us before in the last four years with these DCs. You, you're going to have to let Percolator loose. Like, stop being so technical. Like, dude, you got... How do I want to say this without, like, losing my cool? You got dogs, athletes. Bro, you're putting Harold Perkins over a guard last week that's 345 pounds and thinking that in a run game scenario that Harold Perkins versus a guard is man-on-man is a good combination for success. You got to let him eat. You gotta send pressure on Graham. If if he comes in there and throws for three fifty, I gotta be real with you. So be it. At least you're trying something. At least you're trying to get stops. Here's another thing. Gator Dave in about a minute. Third down offense. Florida is or their third down offense. Florida is number 100 in the country in third down offense, 35.8%. Guys, they're going to convert. And I don't think that it matters. You're one of the worst teams on third down defense. You can't get off the field. Here's a crazy uh, crazy thing for you. Cole Kublik, our buddy, tweeted this. Um Today or yesterday, Alabama had 14 attempts on third down. They converted 11 of them. Jalen Milrow went five for five on third down for 65 yards through the year. He ran for six 
or had six carries on third down for 70 to 75 yards, I think it was, meaning that Jalen Milrow converted every third down on you. Everyone. Something's going to have to give. Either they're going to find ways to stay on the field and convert on third down, or maybe by the luck of Christmas grace. Okay, if I got to hear Mariah Carey in my vehicle with my family, we need some Mariah Carey Christmas miracles type stuff to get a, a stop on third down. It has been the worst thing that Matt House has done since he's been here. So, we'll see. All right, we will talk about the lady women's basketball team and the men's basketball team. They tipped it off last night. Okay, let's do this. We are going to go to uh, uh, Gator Dave, David Waters, over at Gators Breakdown. Let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Don't go anywhere. We continue to break down some Florida. What does our good buddy Dave think about this game? We talk to him next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Long time no see. David Waters, Gator Dave is in the building. Gators Breakdown. What's going on, buddy? How are we feeling tonight? We are feeling good. Feeling good. A um, little bit of early week LSU research. I'm sure you're doing the same on the on the Florida side. So, oh, man. Uh, it's just uh, where it is right now. Still stinging from last week a bit too. Okay, well, let, well let's start. <laughs> let's start there. Look, I, I felt like you you faced a wounded animal against Arkansas, like yeah. absolute desperation mode. Sam Pittman, they fire their OC, and, and look, man, that for what it's worth, that team kept fighting. And look, Dave, I, I got to I tweeted this out because I literally made my son lunch, and I come back, and Arkansas was up fourteen. I literally put my other child down to sleep because she's sick. I come back, Florida had tied it at 14. I'm like, what is going on? 
what happened last week? What break that game down to us? What did you What did you think about last week? Uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, going into the game, of course, Kenny Guyton takes over for offensive coordinator there at, at Arkansas, first time right. play caller. Uh, been the wide receiver coach there at Arkansas, and hey, look, I mean, we we've known Florida's defensive problems uh, there. And, look, and, and I thought Arkansas would start well because look, of course they're going to change a lot of things that you can't even prepare for because it's a new play caller. But they did tell us. I was listening to Arkansas press conferences all week. Hey, we're going to reduce the playbook. We're going to move the pocket. We're going to run KJ Jefferson. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> That's exactly right. what they did. They told us what they were going to do. And Florida still couldn't stop it. So, uh, look, Florida was missing uh, Cam Jackson there on the defensive line. Tyreek Sapp, Shamar James had been ruled out for the rest of the season earlier in the week as well. So you were down three fence three defensive starters even for the week before uh, of playing Georgia. So you had to adjust on the fly there. You're playing a lot of young guys, but still for a first time play caller to come in and put up Arkansas season high, 481 yards as a first time play caller in the swamp when Florida's kind of, I mean, they were in desperation mode like Arkansas, but Florida's still searching for that sixth win and to get bowl eligible. And that was the last game. We thought Florida was probably going to be able to do that. So, you know, there was a, should have been a little bit of pressure on Florida as well, but Arkansas jumps up, Florida storms back, uh, and then just uh, un- inexcusable coaching special team issues that we've seen almost game in and game out from uh, this staff, from this team, ever since the Utah game and the double numbers being on the field. And it just seems like a, a litany, a comedy of special team issues that really – we, we know the market for error for Florida is pretty thin right now. It is very slim. You can't have your coaching staff messing it up too, uh, and so it's um, it's uh, you know credit for the offense for fighting back um, there, but it was still you know toward the end of that game you had a chance, and uh, it was another special teams issue that kind of just dooms Florida there. What has been the massive issues on special teams? I, I was listening to Billy Napier today, and he said, "Look, you know we're still looking to you know play our first real complete game at Florida in general, right?" Yeah. And and then. He, he talks about, like, he put it on himself. He's like, look, guys, I mean, we have – I think he mentioned, like, you know, Graham's the quarterback. He calls everything when he's out in the field. You get a middle linebacker, you know, whatever. And he said, we have a player that does things for us on special teams. But he put it on the coaching staff. I, I guess my question, Dave, is, like, how does that linger like that? Like, how does that continue to happen in your opinion? <laughs> That's what we're still asking ourselves the question because, like, it's it, it seems something it's, – it's, Something different almost every time. That's why it's so hard to pinpoint. Like I said, in the Utah game, it was two guys wearing number three. Against Kentucky, it was a true freshman jumping over a punch shield. And then... Which, Dave, come on. Like, that was a little egregious. I I, I was like, that's a little much. Didn't didn't you think? I mean, am I crazy in that Kentucky game? Yeah. I mean, because it was kind of like on the side, wasn't it? No, it was right in front of the punter. Okay, okay. And he jumps over... But here's the thing. Billy Neighbor even said after the game, we pointed it out during the week, we practiced it during the week, and it happened anyway. <laughs> That's almost as bad as – or it is in the realm of Brian Kelly said, yeah, maybe we should have spied Jalen Milrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then there's been numerous times this year where there's only 10 guys on kickoff on field goal block. Mm. There's – against Georgia, Georgia realized there's only two guys on the punt shield for Florida. They rush it, get a block punt in that game. Uh, so it's just been, like I said, Blake, it's been something different almost every week. That's why it's so hard to pinpoint. It's not the same issues. Billy Napier just said, well, these are some unique issues that we are facing. I mean, you've been a head coach now for 
five years, uh, there's not many unique situations anymore. Uh, so it's just, uh, right. yeah, it's, uh, look, there's a lot on this plate. Uh, there's a, you know, the whole hot talk has been, maybe he doesn't need to be the play caller anymore. Just be a head coach, be the CEO head coach. Not that your offense is bad. you you can call some good plays. It's inconsistent at time, but, hey, but the offense isn't the problem. But when all these other issues are creeping up and the things that maybe you would have your eye on if you're not the play caller, maybe that would kind of ease up less on your plate and all the small things that are really kicking Florida in the rear end right now don't happen because you're not the play caller. You have your eyes on everything. Dave, if I would have told you that this passing offense would have been top 30 in the country at the beginning of the year, what would you have said? There are 32, but – yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lump um, them in there. What would you have said if you if Graham Mertz and this passing offense would have been in the top thirty in the beginning of the year? I would have told you the only way it would happen is Florida's run game is dominant as well, but they're not. They're they're good, but right. they're not they're not dominant like we thought they might could possibly be this year. It's Graham Mertz doing it without the help of a consistent run game. So that that's the most surprising part. I wouldn't have believed you. Either way, I wouldn't have believed you. But I really <laughs> if you would have given me, if you would have given me all the stats for Florida's rushing attack, I'd have been like, "No, nah, there's no way that 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 passing game's top 30. I thought it would be a really good complementary style of offense. Uh, but grant, credit to Graham Mertz uh, you know, there for playing a lot better uh, than, um, I, like I said, I thought he could be okay if Florida's run game got going. But he's playing better without the help of the run game than I, than I thought he could. So, uh, right. you know, get, getting Pierce all the ball, getting true freshman Wilson the ball, Boardingham the tight end is coming along. So they're finding more options for him as well. Um, but you know, it, and it would be even better. His, his biggest detractor so far right now, he's holding on to the ball too long. Uh, he'll take some sacks. He'll, he'll roll out, not get rid of the ball. He'll take a loss of yardage plays when he really shouldn't. And somebody with as much experience that he has – I'm still surprised that that's still an issue for him uh, and won't push the ball down the field uh, a lot. The, the passing yardage could probably be a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind the completion percentage coming down a little bit if he would press the ball down the field a bit more and maybe Florida hits two, three more explosives in the game. So, hey, look, all in all, I, I, I take what he's doing right now. Uh, but if you're looking for that next step where Florida – look, Florida's got to get an upset here in the next three weeks. Those are the things that I think need to be fixed in the next three weeks for Florida to get an upset. Yeah, so Dave, two weeks ago, I think it was, on Rafino and Joe's show, I said, look, uh, I don't know if, if if people paid attention not out – like if you're not in Gainesville, like if you're not a Florida fan, they have the toughest schedule on this list. Georgia, you know, I mean, you got LSU, then you got Mizzou, and then Florida State – Please tell – I mean, look, we – LSU played Arkansas, and I know, Dave, that they're three and six. I don't give a Rudy Poo because they will come – they are physical. I, I Look, <laughs> they gave LSU all that they wanted and more, and I was worried about that the entire week going into that. Uh, Gator Dave's with us. You can ask your questions inside the chat. Hashtag Ask Dave. You brought up the, the biggest point that I was going to ask you, and since you answered it this way, I mean, it's pretty much my point. Uh, the rushing offense, 86 in the country, 134 yards a game. If I honestly thought it was going to be flip-flopped. <laughs> but you know what, Dave? When we were watching film on Sunday, myself and the team, this defense, I know that a lot of, there's been a lot to be made about it. My God, are they pretty freaking electric on third down. Man, yeah. they, can, they get off the field on third down. Armstrong is going to – like, dude, he calls some exotic stuff. I'm like, bro, <laughs> he literally – called double corner blitz 
okay, against I think it might have been Georgia early in the game. Well, yeah. I, I, for, I, I forget the game that it was off the top of my head. I'm like, they just got Georgia off on third down. I'm like, oh, yeah, bro, here we go. He's just exotic, okay? How has this defense looked, in your opinion? What have been the strengths and what have been the, the weaknesses? It's certainly gotten worse since the beginning of the season, Blake. Um, they, they probably been masked a little bit. Utah's offense, you know, if you watch all Utah this year, they were playing a backup right. quarterback for Utah, and that offense still hasn't really taken off this year. Um, they they took off versus USC like a lot of other <laughs> offenses do against that defense. But then right. it was kind of, you know, they played Charlotte, they played McNeese early in the season, but then you know, it was a Tennessee game. And it was probably a mirage uh, from what we got. It was the best performance. Don't get me, you, you're not going to take that performance away from them. They played well. They played right. well that game. But they haven't done that again. And, and that's been the issue there. They, haven't been right. able, they were not able to build on that performance. Uh, and ever since SEC play, it's just um, – if, hey, 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 if I still got the notes for me right now. Yeah, here it is. Vandy's season high in SEC play against Florida's defense. Kentucky's SEC high against Florida's defense. South Carolina's against Florida's defense. Arkansas, coming off their game, the highest performance they've had all season long in total yardage. So, you know, that it's been the issue now. Like you said, the one thing you can point to is third down defense has been a whole lot better. I mean, ah, under Todd so Grantham, good. it was god-awful. Patrick Tony last year, it was awful. Third down defense ha has been better. Um, and, the, and the big thing about the disappointment from last week was Florida set a season high in sacks. Florida set a season high in tackles for loss. And still, Arkansas gains their highest yardage <laughs> of the whole year. And like you said, Billy Napier said, they're just still waiting for that game where they put it all together. There's some good things that have happened, but one guy will be out of position, and it messes the whole play up. And it's uh, that way on offense and defense. So right now on defense, Blake, they're relying on a whole bunch of young guys right now. They're, 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 they're playing through some injuries right now. Right. Uh, but look, some of those issues were there before the injuries were, were, were taking part. But um, – yeah, right now at linebacker, they're, they're playing Scooby Williams at middle, who is more of an outside linebacker, but he's having to because Shamar James is out with injury for the rest of the season. They're having to play some transfers like Taraja Mitchell and Manny Nunnery there at, line, at linebacker. Um, so I, I'm eager to see how they match up outside. Uh, of course, neighbors scares me. Uh, Florida's the biggest, biggest attractor, Blake, for this Gator defense, and we knew it when Austin Armstrong came in to giving up the big play. They cannot right. stop the big play. It was a reputation of his coming in, and it's still happening. Uh, the explosion, the explosion plays are killing Florida's defense. Dave, look, I, I will talk about this in nauseam on Thursday. That is my number one key to victory, okay, like the explosive plays. Even if Garrett or Jaden plays, like yeah. I, don't, I don't really care. I do think Florida is going to do different things defensively to stop LSU, okay? But if LSU – you said something interesting, I'm thinking to myself like about the season highs for all these other offenses. If LSU has that, they're going for 700 yards and 66 points, you know? So that's not happening. That, that streak's going to get broken this weekend, I have a feeling. But my whole thing in reference to this defense has been, man, like – they have been inconsistent. One week it is the DBs or the passing yeah. unit. The next week it's the run game. And I'm like, Dave, yep. I don't know what to make of it. it, it is it more scheme 
defensively in reference to the explosive plays, or is it more maybe the DBs having some issues or, or communication issues? What are your thoughts on that? I'll say it's less on communication. Arkansas did some good things communication-wise to get some guys open, but Blake, for, for me, it's guys have been in position. The receivers just made plays on them. Um, and, hey, look, I mean, you guys can probably speak to a little bit too. I'm still wondering, where's the, oh, where's the, Corey, Raymond, where's the Corey Raymond effect? Um, it, his last couple years at LSU, not all that great. Um, two years at Florida right now, I'm still waiting on the development. You know, Jason Marshall was the five-star corner. He's probably be coming off his best game. Uh, so I hate to bring it up now because he played really good versus Arkansas. But this year has been kind of a disappointment uh, there with Jason Marshall. Five-star corner hasn't developed into that five-star corner yet. Um, now, I'll give him credit. Jaden Hill moved to the star. Nicholas spot for Florida, playing the best ball of his career right now. Dude, he, he's pretty good. Dude. Yeah, uh, yeah right. at safety, Florida's playing a lot of – Florida's playing two true freshmen right now. Right. Jordan Castell, Bryce Thornton, playing the most snaps at safety right now. So it's been some young guys, but you're Jalen Kimbers of the world, and you're Jason, you're Jason Marshalls of the world. Where's the development for the veterans of the Florida defense, guys that have experience? I'm satisfied with what the freshmen have played, but Corey Raymond's reputation, I was like, okay, I, I'm waiting for the, the big-name guys, the guys who've had the reputation. Where's that development at? So – as far as passing game goes, Blake, I'll say, yeah, it's been the disappointment of downfield passes and, and, and DBs getting beat up front. It's just been inconsistent, you know, and trying to stop the run game. Dave, so I said this, and you, you'll publish your show tomorrow, so I'm not going to go too deep in that so people can listen to it. I still think LSU tries to slow some things down because of how bad they are defensively, but it doesn't work. The reason it doesn't worry me is because you talked about it. I, I think you can hit the explosive plays that if you needed to go and score, you can go and score, right? right? And so that's why I do think that they slow things slow things down. Uh, Gator Dave, David Waters, Gators Breakdown is our guest. Uh, two more things for you, Dave. Uh, we talk about we talked about this earlier. I know that this was a quote unquote struggle early in the year for Florida, brother. That red zone offense, dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean. There's one. This is how you know that you have a good coach, in my opinion. If you can coach on the money downs, the third down and money downs, Billy has been in his bag in the red zone, dude. Like, of the 34 appearances, you got 15, okay, touchdowns and nine field goals. I, there's not a team in the country that wouldn't take that right now. And you struggled earlier in the year. So what means to me is, Dave, if they get in there – they're going to score. Like, you're in trouble at 95% per, per, uh, completion percentage. Why do you think that has been so good and then the inconsistency in other places? Because I can tell that Billy can call good plays if you can call it in the red zone when things are condensed. What have been the other things that maybe has held that unit back at times? Uh, inconsistency along the offensive line is what's, what's hurting. And – that kind of goes along with the run game. I think if Blake right. could run the game better, it would be a little bit easier for him. But what they've done to adjust Blake and, and get more touchdowns there, they've unearthed Eugene Wilson, Trey Wilson, the true freshman. Where Dude, he's I mean, good too, man. He has scored two touchdowns the other day because one was taken off the board. Very next play, they just changed the play, go to him anyway. He scores no <laughs> touchdowns. So, I mean, they, they right. know who they want to get involved in the red zone now with Wilson, Boardingham. Uh, their Pierce Hall is still kind of your – 
right outside of the red zone threat. And we saw the game winner versus South Carolina. We saw the touchdown right after a turnover versus Arkansas. Almost the very same play. Florida had the game winner on South Carolina. It's just matching Pierce all up right in the middle of the field. Uh, but what they've been able to do is get Wilson to playmaker the ball and, and boarding him a thread at tight end right there in the red zone. And, hey, look, they found Trace Mack, the, the field goal kicker. Unfortunately, didn't get the game winner versus Arkansas. Uh, but And he had one block versus South Carolina. But if you took out that block, he was perfect until yeah. – he missed versus Arkansas. So, uh, but look, they 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 switched kickers. Adam Mahalik struggled at the beginning of the year. Trace mm-hmm. Mack comes in and starts really kicking field goals at a, at a much bigger pace, down long, longer field goals as well. So, found their field goal kicker and they start to identify their playmakers. All right, two things I'll get you out of here. I lied. One, we, George says, "Ask Dave." Hashtag Ask Dave. What do you think of the last year of this great rivalry? This pisses me off. <laughs> like Dave, I, this this is the stuff that pisses me off. Like, you're going to give me Oklahoma and not give me Florida. Yeah, and, and, and I want to bring up next Florida. I'm going to bring it up, too. I want to bring it up next year so I can't compare. And it's like, I mean, Florida's, get, Florida's got Texas. So, we know that. Um, Good luck so that saying? week. There, yeah. Dude, we played them, okay? They were all in my mentions every day. Talking about me and my, my beard. Good luck. So it is on the schedule for next year that we do play. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know what yeah. Georgia – maybe that it won't be in the future, like a that's, permanent that's, appointment. That's, yeah, right. That's what I do think, yeah. So, okay. Because we know what next year's schedule is supposed to be a one-off anyway. Right. Um, but for sake of argument, I don't want to see this go away. Uh, I really – I mean, I hate it in a way because right. Florida – I mean, Blake, next year's schedule for Florida. Miami, Brutal. Miami, UCF, Georgia, FSU. You guys, Ole Miss, A&M, Tennessee, Texas. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, if there was one year it needed to go away, maybe it was next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, you I, never know what you're going to get at LSU. Right, yeah, but hey, but for the sake of being a college football fan, I, I love this rivalry. It, it, it's meant a lot. It's been you know, yeah. dramatics, uh, great coaches through, throughout the years, fighting for national championships around the same time in 06, 07, 08, you know, some really good knockdown drag out games, um, just the theatrics behind Les Miles and all the special team plays that would doom oh Florida my God. Or, and, and all that. And, you know, the, the, the shoe toss game and the Tebow and the cell phone game. And I mean, it's just, Bama LSU is kind of taking over since what LSU and Florida used to be. Well, it used to, well, it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, I hate to see it go away. I, I really would. So, hey, look, with the SEC, that's why they got to go nine games, too. If we don't play, at least we would play each other maybe every other year. And right. We still get it. Uh, so I, it won't go away completely but we won't play every year like we well it's like p- fans were asking me if i if i D- dave if i cared about the nine game sec I, I don't care what you do i'd rather play somebody in conference in ucla which lsu's playing UC- usc and ucla next year that right. gives that was an orgeron thing he wanted yeah. to play both la's teams so you go into california and recruit so uh, i don't need that anymore all right last one for you yeah S- speaking of recruiting uh, don't don't think I'm not going to ask you this. I've been waiting all week to ask you this. Okay, since I asked you, come on. You asked Dan Mullen some years ago about recruiting, which started a whole kind of like whirlwind. I got to give Billy this, bud. He can he can evaluate, and he can recruit. It is that the I don't. Want, I'm not saying saving grace. I'm not saying that. 
But this is what's making it like why Florida fans aren't like calling for him like Mullen. Like you're not losing and you have a bad recruiting class. Like you got dudes coming in. DJ Lagway being the the poster boy for that one. How have you liked so far in Billy Napier in his tenure in recruiting? Yeah, I think so far, Blake, when you do look at it, the better players on the team, look, I mean, last year, after last year, a lot of Mullins players went away. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw last year Osiris Torrance come in and be the best offensive lineman Florida had. He transferred in from Louisiana. Right. Uh, Montreal Johnson comes in, instant impact running back there. So, okay, he brought in two Louisiana guys and found success at Florida. You're and, welcome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then unearths Trevor Etienne. Uh, and, and comes in. And, You're welcome. <laughs> right, right. State of Louisiana, guys. Um, oh, God. So, you know, Ricky Pearsall comes in as a receiver from Arizona State and is right. the, better, the best receiver on the team. <laughs> so you could see, you could point to transfer portal, you could point to, you know, ETN there. Uh, but then this year comes along, and like I said, you got two true freshmen playing at safety a whole lot right now. Mm. You've got um, Eugene Wilson, one of the best playmakers on the team at wide receiver right now. So you see... And a bunch of freshman defensive linemen, Kelby Collins, TJ Searcy, probably both coming off their best games against Arkansas. Agreed. Uh, right, right now. So you see it. You see the vision. And like I said, that's where it kind of gets on some of the fans' nerves or let's not have these coaching issues then because you do have some freshmen going out there and playing. Some guys mm-hmm. as true sophomores playing very, very well. Guys that you recruited. And now you got this number three recruiting class. So if you can hit, like you have been hitting the last couple of years and all this comes together, you can see it. You can see the vision, but at the same time, like, you know, you've got to start putting some wins uh, along with it. And look, first two years, maybe you get somewhat of a pass because of how hard the schedule has been and how many young guys you're playing. That's got to come together in year three. You, you, you got right. The roster is yours. These are the, mm-hmm. this is the route you chose to go. You don't get three years and not start winning some ball games. So mm-hmm. uh, I know how hard the schedule is. We just talked about that, but you are recruiting at a at a level. The guys that you brought in are starting to produce. Now you just got to ramp it up a bit. You know, Dave. Again, a lot. I'm sorry, but I think on that point, you know what drives me crazy, and I want your thought on this. Everybody's like, "Well, look what Florida State did with Mike Norvell. That's why you should be patient." Is that a? I hate. The, I hate that. Thank you, uh, and I'm glad you're out of Gator Nation. And I can't stand it. First of all, who does who did Florida State only have to worry about passing in the ACC? Clemson. That's it. Florida's got to worry about <laughs> you guys, Georgia, Bama, Texas, Oklahoma coming in now. Tennessee recruits about the same. Florida's got to Florida's got to worry about passing six teams before they want to get to the top of the conference. Right. It's not the same. It is not the same. And Billy Napier chose. Now, don't get me wrong. Right or wrong, he'll be judged at this whenever. If it's soon or if it's down the road, he chose not to go to transfer portal route, the heavy transfer portal route. Mike Norvell, credit to him. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't patience. Like, if Florida State had the money, they would have fired him. They didn't have the money to fire him. Facts. It, it just worked out. Yeah, I mean, they were still paying Willie Taggart $35 million, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't want to get – they almost uh, – what's your boy out there in uh, Vegas, uh, Mark Davis – who owes a hundred million in buyout? That's what Florida uh, Florida State was going to have to be doing, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, I just don't get that comparison. Like Billy's doing it like completely it. different, and that's why right. I just never, yeah, I, I never like got it. it. Uh, yeah. Dave, tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff, buddy. Yeah, GatorsBreakdown.com, Gators Breakdown on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform out there as well. All the all the good stuff catching up with Florida LSU this week. And you're in the top one hundred in the audio. The audio podcast, man. I just want to grow up and be like you. That's all I want. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gator Dave. We'll, We'll talk to you soon, buddy.
All right, Blake, man, have a good one. You too. That's David Waters, Gators Breakdown. Always fantastic. Um, I want to talk about the women's basketball thing really quickly in LSU men's basketball last night. Uh, we'll do that when we return. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. Last night, LSU women's basketball lost to um, Colorado, 92 to 78. And I said it during the show last night, it bears repeating. Um, You knew when they lost that it was not going to go well on social media, but it doesn't really matter. Guys, it's a long Long, long, long season. Now, did I think that they looked a little out of shape? Like and even Kim talked about, it looked like they didn't have that dog in them. That's what it felt like. Now, Frida Foreman, uh, Von Lay, both of them going for over twenty-four. Foreman had twenty-seven, five and five. Von Lay twenty-four, four and six. That. They killed. They were killing LSU in the paint. LSU only had 13 assists. Colorado had 24. They shot 53.2% from the field. Like, you're not going to win a lot of basketball games, men's or women's, if you allow that to happen. This team's going to be fine. Like, Kim will not allow that to continue to go on. A lot of new pieces coming in. They got a gel. I know that it happened last year, but it still has to happen. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think the women's team faced off against a good team like Colorado to start the year a year ago. So I'm not, I, I am, if there's one team right now that uh, if you tell me men's basketball, football, and women's basketball, if there's a team that I am not worried about, it's them. I'm just not worried about them not figuring it out. Uh, but the men's basketball team last night did win pretty impressively. 106 to 60. Will Baker in 19 minutes had 29 points, five rebounds. Jordan Wright had 12 points, two assists, three rebounds. Tyrell Ward and Damian Collins both have 11 points. Long ball was working, man. It's funny. 50. I just said that like Colorado had 53.2% percentage shooting percentage from the field the men's team shot 53.8 percent from three and had 19 assists I know that it's Mississippi Valley State like I get that 
Okay, like I fully get that. But can they be a little bit better? Like I think that this team's a better shooting team than they were a year ago. I don't think that team last year was good at all. And I think that they can win some games in conference. I think they can win some really do good and do and win some games in the SEC. Are they going to win the conference? No, I don't think so. Can they shoot themselves into a place to where they beat a team maybe they're not supposed to? I do think. Because this is back-to-back games, guys, and it doesn't matter if you're doing this on air. When you're shooting the way that they're shooting from three, that can really jolt you offensively. It's going to be interesting to find out and see how both of these squads will turn out, but it is basketball season. We spent a whole hour not talking about them, but I did want to throw that in there. We'll go around your SEC tomorrow. Um, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. And But I'm just going to continue to say, don't worry. Can, you guys need to stay with this football team. You need to not worry about that basketball team. Things will be fine. We'll talk a little bit of recruiting tomorrow, and I think you will feel a little bit better about what's going on. We'll talk, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.